Welcome to Redemption Unscripted. On this podcast, you will hear unscripted conversation to help you know Jesus, grow in your relationship with Him, and go advance His kingdom. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of Redemption Unscripted. I'm your host, Austin. I'm excited to be here with two of my friends and also co-pastors here, uh, our lead pastor, Rick McKee. How are you doing today? Good, brother. Good to be with you again. And then on the other mic, we have Pastor Jared. How are you doing, man? Doing well. It's sunny, which always helps. I desperately need a haircut, but I think you knew that already. But other than that... It's okay, brother. It's a podcast. They can't see that. <laughs> I, I mean, I look great. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> exactly. Before we go to video podcast, you can <laughs> yeah, exactly. that. Well, guys, we uh, we got a topic we're going to kick around a little bit uh, today. And so one of the things we've seen, I know we've talked about this uh, even for our context here, but we've seen a lot of people shuffling from church to church. I mean, you look at the past year uh, with the pandemic, people have left churches because they didn't handle it a certain way and vice versa. So we've seen people move and go, all that good stuff. And then uh, political, racial, I mean, all the host of issues that's happened, mm-hmm. people have kind of gone different ways. And that uh, brings up a lot of different thoughts and questions. So we do want to just kick that around. Like, when is it a good time to leave? When is it a bad time to leave? How do you leave? All that kind of stuff. But before we get into it, Rick, I know we've talked before. I mean, uh, this brings up some emotions in you. So, I mean, what are your thoughts as we even get into this about leaving and staying at a church? Absolutely. Yeah, because this topic is not a passionless topic for, you know, it's not just academic. We're, we're going to be talking about good reasons to leave and bad reasons to leave a church and stuff like that. But this gets lived out within relationships. So uh, it is shocking to me, it is sad to me, uh, how many people bounce from their church and so easily. And, and you two know, like pastoring is a, it's a labor of love. Like we pour in, I, I can think about families that I've helped them walk through health issues and infertility, uh, maybe a death in the family. I've done a funeral, weddings. Uh, maybe they've had marital problems. I've walked them through infidelity and healing from that, uh, ministering to their kids. I mean, it could be a mountain of stuff. And they could be way tied in here, serving and community, community groups, all that. And then for some lame reason, boom, they're gone. Now, lame seems judgmental. We'll get into good reasons to leave and bad reasons to leave. But, but for one of the bad reasons, just poof, they are gone despite 10 years of maybe being here. And they'll leave with no communication or they'll give some lame justification. Uh, there's no questions, no discussion, and boom, they're gone. Uh, and it is really, really sad. I think it's, it's harmful. Like it's, The church is going to be fine. Uh, and yet... Uh, for them, it's, it's sad for what it reveals in their life. I think it has a bad impact and influence in their life and probably for their kids. Uh, and I think it's bad for the church in general, the capital C church throughout the world. I, I think it's, it's bad for the church. And so it just it hits me emotionally, and I, I just think about a church being like a family. Uh, and, and if every time you get in a little tiff, you switch families or you switch spouses, like that's just not a good biblical model. Uh, and so it makes me really sad. And so th- I know this is an emotional issue for me, and I just want to inject that on the front end. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, it's, it's definitely emotional. But I mean, part of where my thought with this, where I appreciate the topic, man, it's real, it's emotional, but it's also practical to everybody. Sure. We t- once you throw in good and bad, if this was, oh, just bad, and we're just... And the reality is, 
I don't know that I've ever met somebody that was we were born into a church and they stayed at their entire the same church their entire life. Like mm-hmm. almost, I mean, that's true of all of us, right? Yeah. On Mike, yep. everybody at some point, maybe there are good reasons you're going to switch local churches, and so I think it's practical and it, it affects everybody. Yeah. Right on. Well, that's Jerry. That's a great segue to kind of get us. Segue. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> man. It's almost like you knew the notes going into it. It's uh, awesome, like your hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned there's there's good and bad reasons to leave. So let, let's talk about you know when to leave a church because, like you said, there are times you might transition from a church, and there's at times good reasons for that. So why don't we kick around? What are some of the reasons uh, to leave a church? Yeah, it's fun as we're as a church going through Galatians and kind of kicking off the series, and so much of it come you know that book of Galatians. He dives into how frustrated he is because they're distorting the gospel, mm-hmm. and so man, as we go through a lot, lot of different things, that that has to be first on there. You know, there are you know I'm, I, I'm, it'd be good to link it in the notes, but if you go to our beliefs, man, so core doctrine. If they don't believe, now we're going to get into that, there's some non-essentials where there is wiggle room. But sure. if you're looking at the essentials, if you're at a church where they are not preaching the gospel, if they do not believe the Bible is God's word, then you shouldn't be there. You know, I mean, that's one where Paul like comes hardcore, and I think we should be hardcore about as well. If they don't preach the gospel, if they're not preaching the word, then you shouldn't worship there. I and I agree 110, and I'd even broaden that, I think you'd agree, to orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. Apostles' Creed, like, you know, well, we preach the gospel, uh, but we also are going to say that if you don't display some spiritual gift, you are not filled with the Holy Spirit and you're not okay with God. It's like I'm throwing the flag on that. And so, uh, so we move outside of orthodoxy mm-hmm. in some way. For uh, sure. And heresy, whatever, a bigger category. Other things that, that come to mind for me, uh, obviously, sin, a lack of integrity. Integrity could be, um, I mean, sin, but but you, you catch your leadership lying or... So when you're saying sin, you mean leadership level, yeah, not just... Yeah, thank like you, a, thank yeah. you. Yeah, appreciate the clarification. Yeah, I'm thinking in the leadership of the church, there is sin or lack of integrity, which could be how they handle finances, all kinds of things. Now, the caveat I'd put with that is uh, every pastor I know is a sinner, including when I look in the mirror. So, of course, there is sin in leadership, but on the one hand, we're talking about big category sin, or we're talking about sin that really impacts their leadership, how they lead the church. But the other thing I'd put with that is a lack of an immune system within the church. So it's not only that sin happened, but uh, so, for example, uh, the pastor makes a mistake. Well, do the elders come alongside? Do they correct that? Do they speak into that? Is there humility, repentance? I mean, you don't, you don't leave a church just because somebody makes a mistake. But the pastor makes a mistake and is unhumble, and everybody's saying, no, he's fine and all that. Now the immune system, it's not just that there's a virus, but the immune system is broken. And when the immune system is broken, that's a big, big problem. So it's not only sin or, or a lack of integrity in leadership, but also then look at the general leadership of the church and how do they handle that. And if that's handled poorly, that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, and, it, and that is good to get into the nuance. When we're saying sin, well, wait a minute, you know, like he says he's without sin, he's a liar, you know. Legit. So there is sin, but it, one of the things that came to mind even as you're talking is the language sometimes we'll use is ongoing and unrepentant. Mm -hmm. You know, did that guy make a mistake or does he make a mistake and he don't care and he's just, man, this is how it goes. 
kind of that ongoing unrepentant filter is helpful at times. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to see uh, a communication from the leadership of the church, maybe the pastor himself, the board of elders, something acknowledging, and and that we're working on that. And I can give. I mean, we as people, we're people of grace. We can give a lot of grace, but but not license, not permission, not a failure to acknowledge the the error, the weakness, the mistake, or fail to failure to start to correct it. Other things come to mind for you guys. One thing that I thought of, and this will be profound, is uh, when to leave a church is when you leave a church. And I know that sounds amazing, but what I mean is, and I think it really gets at to the heart of, I mean, how do we view church and what does that look like? But when people leave, and I mean that by when they move. Physically. Physically move. And part of that, I've seen that where they want to hang on. And yeah. it is hard. And it's a view of church that we need to wrap our heads around and commitment to a local body. And whether it be, I've seen people leave churches they love and come here and they, they're still engaged and they haven't kind of disconnected. And, and people that hear they love our church, so they'll just follow online even though they're not here locally. Don't do it. When you leave, Amen. leave. You need to be in a body. And that's, you're talking about family. You need to be in those relationships. And you can't do that by watching online, you know, just watching our services. So just a short plug that one, if yeah. you leave, as in move, then find a church locally where you can plug in. Brother, that's a great one that I wasn't even thinking of. And it's the mixed blessing of technology, right? Like the mm-hmm. same technology. Right now we're recording a podcast that'll go out online. Praise God for that. But the same online technology allows people to continue to quote unquote go to church when they live out of state because mm-hmm. they failed to go find another local church. And yeah, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. And we've said it before, like we're not we're not the only like we think we're doing some great things. God's doing great things. Like there's other churches out there that we say, go. Like if you move somewhere else, love, let's go find you a good church. Like we're not the only yeah. church around. In fact, we're right now working on a preamble to our uh, online uh, live stream, right? So that uh, we would try to shepherd that. Um, so we, we practice what we preach on that for sure. You know, another one that comes to mind for me, though, is visionless religion, passionless. So Because I think, okay, you could have, like, maybe there's no heresy. Maybe there's the right doctrine. Maybe there's no glaring sin in the leadership. And yet the church could just be dead. And, and Pastor Jared, as you and I have recently taught together through the seven letters to the That's seven exactly churches, right? Yeah, 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 go, brother. Spend, no, spend just, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you think of those, and it was just a dead church. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, yeah, they might have all the right doctrine. You know, we link to our doctrine page. They have that same doctrine page, but, yeah, a dead church is a big deal. And so if there's no mission, there's no passion, there's no spirit, there's no gospel, there's no, like, there's, it's just dead, and you know it when it is, then, boy, uh, I would probably, I'd shift churches in that case. Yeah, I mean, it, kind of related to that. Like, I, I don't want to sound just you know overly spiritual. I want to say when to leave. I mean, for kingdom reasons. And now mm-hmm. you got to filter that out. But man, just be honest with yourself. Am I doing it for selfish reasons, or is this because I feel like this is a good kingdom reason? And one thing that came to mind, I, I'm more open to it than I used to be because part of me was anti. Like, you should never transfer. Well, wait a minute. Right. I remember talking to a, a teacher who was at another church, and he came here, and I'm like, bro, why are you switching? Like, why are you transferring? He's he's like, you know what? Almost all my students come to this church, Mm -hmm. and I could better minister to them if I'm in this community with them. And I thought, 
well, that's a great reason, you know, like, Absolutely. and so we're involved in foster care, you know, and so, man, if you're another church, but that's the mission you've called to, because even as you say vision, you know, vision can be a little different at each mm-hmm. places. And so, you know, again, it can get like all of these, we can pick them apart, you know, is it a big one? But man, if you feel like you can best serve God there, that sounds like a pretty good reason, you know, not just a selfish, I don't like it or. Well, and I like that you said we could pick each one apart. That, that already implies there's a lot of discernment yeah, yeah. that goes yeah, yeah. into these. Yeah, it's not word. a hard and cold. And I get that. And, and one that comes to mind for me that probably involves some discernment is the issue of, you know, why did you leave your church? Well, I just wasn't growing there. Right? Give me a dime for every time that said, right? I just wasn't growing there. <laughs> now, I think that can be a legitimate reason to leave a church. But the thing I'd push back on is, you know, sometimes you scratch beneath the surface. Well, did you get into a small group there? No. Were you serving? No. Did you get into the community life? No. Uh, you know, it's just no, no, no. Well, okay, you didn't do everything you can to grow there. You weren't taking advantage. So, of course, you weren't growing there, but it's not the church's fault. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I want to say when you have done, you've gotten wave, you're uber involved, you're taking advantage of everything the church is serving up in order to grow, and you're not growing there. Okay, now I get you. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds, I mean, is that mean about it? But it's like, well, okay, whose fault is it? Yeah. And I remember talking to a family. Man, we felt, this was a while, many years ago, not even at this local church, but man, not plugged in. My kids aren't plugged in. And we were talking more and, you know, they were mad and kind of angry at the church, but yet they hadn't been there in like four months. It was, I remember because it was Easter Sunday, they were traveling for, you know, some extracurricular activity and they're not going to be there for Easter. I'm like, so wait a minute, you never come and you're mad at me that you don't feel connected. (laughs) Right. I don't know how to help, you know, (laughs) like it's... In some level, it's like, to your point, I think you're right, there's tons of discernment. Okay, is it because there's not good biblical teaching, or is it just, I'm not doing what I need to do? Sure. Because I even realize uh, a lot of the work of the sermon happens in the, the pews, not the pulpit. So I got to do my work. Uh, Pastor Jerry Austin, you preach as well. And, and we got to do our work to be ready to step into the pulpit. But then the person in the pew has to do the work to receive it and apply it and grow. And you give me a crappy sermon preached from the pulpit, I can sit in the pews and I can grow with it. You give me a great sermon from the pulpit, and I can have a cold heart and not grow. So sometimes it's on you, not on the pastor. Hmm. However, what we're acknowledging in, in this section of the podcast, at least, is that there are legit reasons to leave the church. Churches are not perfect. Pastors are not perfect. Churches do dumb things, hurtful things wrong things, and sometimes it is legit a good time to leave a church. Do you guys have any others uh, that come to mind before we transition? Yeah, I think, like you said, it just takes discernment because we're not putting together an exhaustive list of here's the seven ways it's okay and the seven, you know. So, yeah, I mean, surely there are others, but is it for a good reason, a kingdom reason? But, yeah, Yeah. those kind of the major ones that ping for me. And if the question is when to leave a church, I guess uh, at the end of that list, I'd probably kick in, you've talked to them, right? <laughs> like, like you've got a complaint, you've got a concern, and you've sat down and you have humbly talked to the church leadership about that. If you've never crossed that threshold, it's probably not time to leave yet. So that, I'd add that to when to leave a church after you've uh, humbly asked and discussed that with them. Yeah, that is an interesting one, too, because you think, you know, there's there's nothing. It's frustrating when, you know, you don't hear from someone for X amount of time, hmm. and then you find out they left, and you're like, 
man, it would be nice if they at least talk to us about it. Like, and sometimes there's things maybe we could learn, we could hear from, and there's could be things going on in the congregation that's just, yeah, don't don't jump ship too quick. Like maybe, um, you know, there's something we can be doing. So that's good. So let's uh, let's kind of go in the opposite now. So we gave some reasons uh, why to leave. Now um, there are reasons we shouldn't leave, and so let's dive into those. So what would you guys say when it comes to reasons you should not leave a church? So maybe these are the not so good reasons, bad reasons you shouldn't jump from a church too quick. So one of the big ones on my heart lately is uh, don't leave your church because they challenged your politics. And I'm seeing that a lot over the last year and a half, uh, that it, it reveals when uh, in certain people's lives their politics trumps their faith. Now, when your faith trumps your politics, they can teach from the scriptures, and it can really challenge me. And I go, okay, i got to rethink that. i got to look at that from, from the scripture's lens, and that's a challenge. That's good. But when politics is primary, I would never admit it. I'd never say it out loud, right? But politics is primary, and then they challenge me from my, the scriptures, and it challenges my politics, and boom, I'm out. I'm out. And, I, and it just grieves me. So our, our goal, our role as pastors, is we teach from the scriptures. And the scriptures are equal opportunity offenders. Like They will challenge conservatives and they will challenge liberals. Both get challenged. And the pattern I've seen over time is that we will teach from the scriptures. And take John Doe, and it, it, it actually really affirms and confirms his politics. And, and he just, amen, pastor. Like, that is awesome. we got to preach that more often. Go, go, go. And then maybe a month later, we'll continue to teach the scriptures. We'll teach something that challenges John's politics. And he throws up his hands. When did we get political? This is ridiculous. We, I'm out. I'm out. It's like, dude, our job is just to teach the scriptures. And at times, it will challenge your politics. Sorry. Don't bounce just because they taught from the scriptures and it challenged your politics. If your name is John, we're not picking on you. Just so you John know, Doe. I said John Doe. Like, <laughs> a horrible name to have. Yeah, exactly. Every bad example in the world, John Doe. Here we go again. <laughs> no, that's good thoughts. But even I think it goes along with politics. So I would just kind of say, like, when you disagree with anything. Yep. Did you catch the word I stressed, Austin? Anything. Because you know, we talked about, okay, when you disagree with essentials, that's a big deal. So if they're disagreeing with that, legit you should bounce but let's be clear have you know the three of us agreed on everything and every decision ever made no that's a silly impossibility right. that i will never that i'll agree with every single decision made from every person that's it's crazy and and that's where i think it's always helpful to push people keep in mind if you bounce to another church because you didn't like a decision that that was made there you will not like a decision made at the next church at some point. Like, take it to the bank. Bounce, and bounce, so, yeah. bounce, bounce, yeah. And so it's, okay, if we're not talking essentials, and we're talking non-essentials and not primary things or maybe political or, you know, and pick another, you know, hot-button issue, a decision or something said you won't agree with. But you, you can't always bounce because that will always happen. There will always be those things. And so that's where you got to go to that nuanced filter of, okay, I didn't agree with it, but is it? Are we talking a sin issue? Are we talking right, right or wrong? Are we talking essential, non-essential? Yeah, because if you bounce, okay, so the leadership makes a decision you don't like, and therefore you leave. What you're saying in that moment is the problem here is that the leaders aren't submitting to me. I'll say that again. <laughs> the leaders aren't submitting to me. 
Listen, leadership is tough, and sometimes you got to make decisions, and not everybody will agree with them. That's what leadership is at times. And so at that moment, I've got to say, hey, do I trust them? Has God put them in place? Has God called them? Do I submit to them? But if I say they made a decision I don't like, I'm leaving, the leaders didn't submit to me. And Nobody said, wants to put it that way. You know? <laughs> and we've said it you know, in a couple of different settings, kind of that same idea. You're not submitting until you disagree. Mm-hmm. Anytime, if you agree with them, you're not submitting. You just happen to agree. It's only when a decision is made that you don't like, that you don't think is right, and who knows who's actually right, but until they make the decision that you disagree with, then you find out. Am I really going to submit and say, okay, you know, i got to trust that God has them in that position? Yeah. Yeah, I've said uh, until you're, you know, when you're uh, following a leader, and you're you're on a walk, you're on a hike, you're following a leader. It's not until he goes right when you want to go left. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, you're just out for a walk. You're not really following. Now you find out if you're actually following. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough time. But uh, another uh, area that comes to mind is um, uh, when the Bible and culture disagrees, when, uh, when the Bible and culture disagree over some issue, and the leadership goes with the Scriptures. That's not a good time to leave. And I see people do that. Uh, it could be the homosexual issue. Uh, and so the scriptures are clear. If, if we side with the scriptures and then, well, I'm out. Okay, but you just sided with the scriptures, uh, with, with the culture over scripture, and that's not a good time to leave. You have to allow your pastors to challenge you from the word and to agree with God and not agree with culture at times, to be countercultural. So I, I wouldn't. I think it's a bad decision to leave a church because they're being countercultural while being scriptural. Mm-hmm. I have also seen people, I mean, like I said, that's where you talk about personal, right? Like, this, these aren't hypotheticals. Obviously, we're right. keeping names out of it. But I had known people that have left the church from shame, mm-hmm. gone through something really hard, and they can't handle, you know, people around knowing, you know, some of their baggage and have left. And I, I always want to encourage them, man, you, you don't just not a good reason you don't i get it. it's hard you know coming back around people but you don't want to leave from shame because people know your business and one thing i always want to remind people you are only loved to the extent you're known Mm -hmm. so something hard goes here and they feel shame and it's too hard to kind of face people again so they bounce and they're cutting themselves off from the only people that can truly love them because the only people that truly know them and so now you go to a place where you're a stranger nobody knows that hard thing and man maybe it's easier but it's hard to experience love and support the people that have been in the you know trenches with you, and so, and just like I said, on bad shame is just not a good reason to make a decision. No, that's, good. that's why we always say here, redemption does messy, and so if you're messy, you stick, you get known, you get loved, absolutely. You know, another one that comes to mind for me, guys, is is the issue that. Uh, your church challenged you. You know, basically they called you to hire things. And that, that's our job as pastors is to spiritually challenge people, not just play church. Um, and I think sadly, uh, often we, we go to church not to, not to be challenged, but to be confirmed. You know what I mean? Like I show up and what I want to hear from the pulpit is that they say, my, all my ideas and all my actions are okay. And that's just simply not my job as a pastor just to say, hey, what you're doing is fine. Like to challenge you. So you want to go to a church 
that challenges you, that, that says, hey, we need to be on mission and we need to be serving and we need to be giving and we need to be reaching out and, and we need to be confessing sin and repenting. Like you want a church that challenges you. But sometimes what happens is people go, oh, I'm getting challenged. That's uncomfortable. I'm out. And that's not a good reason to leave a church. And I'd say it's definitely want to add it's never a good reason to leave a church because the preaching's bad. You always want to be sympathetic to the pre. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah. Was he looking at one of us particularly? <laughs> you do that? more preaching than me. So I think he's talking <laughs> to you. No, it's funny though. I, part of the reason I, I am joking. We we kind of addressed that already, but that's where it gets personal, right? Somebody leaves. I go it's because they didn't like my preaching, you know. But mm-hmm. one of the things, on a serious note. Um, and I kind of say that, right? Like we, what's a good reason to leave? Kingdom reason. Mm-hmm. What's a bad reason to leave? A selfish one. Sure. Hmm. How many? And I'd probably say, man, you know, that's all casting that wide. That's probably most people. It's, it's not kingdom. It's not necessarily a biblical issue. It's just I just, and we're in sheer preference. Not to say it doesn't play any part, but just I like this better. I like the carpet better. I like the chairs better. I like the, right. and it's just nothing but purely selfishness, like, it's just, if all your reasons are I, 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 me, 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 man, you, I would just really caution you, pump the brakes. Are you leaving for a kingdom reason or just a selfish reason that you like this, you want this? I remember somebody just saying that, like, man, I just like their buffet of options more than your buffet. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Even God. using those words, you're like, oh, that's I, I yeah. really think it was the word buffet, but wow. it's just like, man, we talk about consumer Christianity, and we as, as church leaders have got to, you know, I feel like be honest about how we've, you know, made, played our part in creating that. that. Yeah. But, man, you know, it, it just sounds like just consumer Christianity. And if when they terrible. use the term buffet, it is clearly <laughs> consumer Christian. Like, you tipped your hand, man. <laughs> Buffet. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we could go on and on, uh, and you guys might have some more. There's only one other that, that's kind of on my heart that I'd kick in. And when not to leave a church, don't leave just because they admonished you. Or they admonished someone else. So that's biblical. We as church leaders are told to admonish people, which means to correct them, to confront them when lovingly, lovingly, but with truth when, when needed. Uh, sometimes that leads to church discipline. We, we try to avoid it. We try to um, just shepherd them and steer them back on the course. But if they're unrepentant and ongoing, as you said earlier, Pastor Jared, like, then sometimes we have to remove them from membership and communicate that to our church. Well, uh, sometimes people are like, man, I don't like that. I'm out. Well, we're doing our job. So, so what you're saying is, I'm going to go to another church that will do that, and I'll leave there, leave there, leave there. You mentioned that earlier, Jared. Or you're saying, I want to go to a church that is unbiblical in that way, that doesn't do those biblical practices. Uh, oh, uh, okay, but that's bad. You know, so I think just because they admonish you or admonish, you might not like it. Listen, we don't like it. <laughs> it's not fun, but it's part of our job. Yeah. I think it's a good word. It's funny, even as we're talking, I want to wrestle with, man, when people leave, that's really, that's real to us. But when people yeah. stay... That's really real to them, and maybe they're staying through a, a rebuke or something really hard. So I don't want to pretend at all that, man, it's easy, you know. I mean, there are times where staying is the right thing, but it is. It's really hard. Man, you, you're not getting your preference. But I think it's good. I think it's biblical. And so, yeah, yeah I guess I just want to, if you're listening and saying that's the right thing to do, but I also want to acknowledge, yeah, it's personal for us. It's personal for them. It's hard sometimes to stay. Mm-hmm.
Let's let's talk about this then. I mean, I think we've covered a, a decent amount of ground. I love what you guys are given with when to leave, when not to leave, good, bad reasons. Um, but then there's, you know, there's a practical side of, of then how do you do this? Like if you're going to leave a church, uh, let's say for a good reason, like how, how do you do this in a way, you know, that uh, blesses the church, doesn't put you in bad standing? What are some things we can be doing practically to leave in a way that uh, hopefully um, is a mature way? So love to hear some thoughts there. Well, one of the things I mentioned earlier on under when not to leave, when to leave. I said after you've asked some good humble questions. So, so then I'd back that in here as well as far as how to leave. I mean, the, before you actually leave, I think you're on the hook to go to the leadership and ask humble, teachable questions. And, and so don't pose your accusations with a question mark on the end. That's not what I'm saying. But you're going to them saying, hey, I wouldn't have done it that way. I trust you guys. You're called to lead in here. What, do I, what am I not understanding? What do I have to learn here? What, what, because sometimes you see like a little thimbleful of leading the church where we've got this huge picture that has impacted our decision to do something like that. So, so start out with questions, not accusations. Start out asking some things and then assuming it didn't resolve well and now you have a good reason to leave the church. Uh, then we get into some more things about how to lead. Yeah, it's funny, even as you say that, and you have, basically you're saying, I left because of these concerns. And I know, I know it's hard. I, we get it. It's hard to go, but I'm saying I have some concerns. I think you're going in a bad direction, and I don't tell you. It doesn't right. sound very loving. I think the most loving thing to do is, hey, we have cons- some concerns. And like you said, maybe we're missing something, but, man, we have concerns. And I, I think there is some good. I think that's great, and I would 100% affirm that. But not even just the practical of having a conversation. I would encourage anybody before you leave, do some good heart work. And so, hmm. because most times when people leave, I see them leave and they're really bitter. Kind of the same hmm. thing like shame. Why did you leave? I was really bitter. Does that sound like a good reason to leave? Now, there may be good reasons to leave, but don't do it out of bitterness. So I would encourage you how to leave before you leave. If you've been hurt, you better go through walking through forgiving them in your heart. Like walk through, even if there isn't reconciliation in the relationship, okay, I'm going to let go of my anger, my hurt. I'm going to forgive them, pursue reconciliation because you don't want to leave out of bitterness. So I would say work on your own heart. You know, make sure you f- you're forgiving and you're not coming from a place of anger and bitterness. Legit. That's good. And, and man, I think you'd agree with this, Jerry, that if you can't get over it, it's probably a good thing to take your bitterness with you. Like, leave. I, I don't want you to be in that sh- shackled in that jail. What I mean by this is, okay, so right now we have at our church a lot of refugees from, uh, from another church. And I remember talking to with one couple recently, and it had become clear to me, and I shared it with them, that they were seeking my advice, should we shift, whatever. They had moved from a position of trusting and believing in their former church's leadership to a position of absolute suspicion and distrust, such that a sermon that would have been preached three years ago would have been just fine, is preached now, and it's like, how dare he? And, and so they'd shift their, the way they, I said hermeneutic, I think, uh, the way they interpret uh, their leadership. They move from a hermeneutic of trust to a hermeneutic of suspicion. And so the way they interpret them is always bad. 
And once you hit that point, uh, you're probably not going to do yourself good or the leadership or the church good by staying there. Now, I agree with you. If you can do some heart search and grow, mm-hmm. absolutely. But if you're just becoming embittered, it's going to bleed and it's going to poison. And, uh, yeah, that might be a good time to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these are kind of precursors to it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it could be easily assumed. Don't let it be because it usually doesn't happen. When you go... For the love, just tell them, communicate that Cha. somehow. <laughs> and I really, and I get it. Again, it's awkward, and you know, were talking about how, man, it's personal, it's hurtful. But like, for the love, like at the very least, just say, hey, you know what, man? What, I, I'm not even getting to wording because who knows what place you're coming from. We've decided, you know, we're shifting. At the very least, hopefully they poured India. I mean, hey, thanks for how you've ministered to us. We've decided to shift. Like that's. I don't know. I don't know if we're talking biblical, just common decency, whatever. Sure. It's like it's just, and I and this is this is probably again a good reason to man how to leave a church. We can get accused of being a cult. You know how we know we're we're not a cult here. People are allowed to leave. Yeah, right. If you're in a church where you're not allowed to leave, then you should <laughs> yeah. leave because you're out. in a cult. You know, <laughs> then don't walk, run. Yeah, <laughs> but I say that because people are allowed to leave, yeah. and we're saying there's good reasons to leave. And I I always want to be the posture where I'm sad but not mad. If I'm mad at somebody from leaving, well, that's personal, and I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm sad we've had a relationship. I'm sad you're gone. And so and I say that. We're saying there's good kingdom reasons to leave. If you're in one of those, we're not mad at you. I'm not going to take it personal. People have shifted for good reasons. I'd love to be able to pray for you. I'd love to be able to yeah. commission you to your next church. So hmm. I, I think sometimes there in bad reasons we can take it personal for good reasons. God's kingdom is bigger. I won't take it personal. Legit. So communicate that you're leaving. Well, and not only communicate that you're leaving, where appropriate, I'd say communicate why. Hmm. Now, you don't want to get into debate. We've already, you've already crossed that threshold of exp- expressing your concerns and they didn't agree. So we've already covered that. You should have by this point. Now you're just saying, hey, we are leaving. You, you know, here's a reason or two, whatever. But then what I'd want you to do is to bless the church. You know, so, so not like, you, you're not trying to tear them down on the way up, out. You're trying to build them up on the way out. And hey, we were really blessed by this. We're grateful for this. We think that this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. It's not for us right now. We are leaving. So bless them on the way out the door. And let me flip that around uh, to any pastors who are listening. I want you to bless them on the way out the door. Uh, as you were just saying, Pastor Jared, to realize the kingdom of God is way bigger than your little church, that your little church could just disappear, including Redemption Chapel, could disappear. Jesus wouldn't blink. Like, his kingdom would be fine. And so uh, to then respond, don't use that communication as an opportunity to chase them down, to berate them, to try to debate them, to try to talk them back into it. Like, just if they want to leave, let them leave, and let them leave with a blessing. We love you. We hope you find a great church. Uh, We hope it's a better fit for you uh, go with God whatever it is bless 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 in both directions mm-hmm. any other thoughts on how to leave yeah I mean it's funny this is kind of that pre-decision too but these are talking about that to bring up concerns don't wait till you've already emotionally made the decision the bitterness is already set in and then you're going to bring up the concerns it's not going to go well. I mean, I think of marriage counseling, most people are like already thrown in the towel the 11th hour, then they reach out. You yeah. know, some of that's just healthy relationship. 
if you, you know, maybe, I guess I'll say it this way, to someone who's struggling in kind of the early phase of that, reach out now. Don't wait till you're so bitter. The hermeneutic has shifted so intensely that you almost can't shift it back, you know? Like, reach out before it gets to that final hour when, you know, the damage is already done, you're already out the door, you know? So it, the way I receive that, and I like it, is, like, by the time it comes to the final communication of, hey, we're leaving, your church shouldn't be surprised. Right? Like if they're surprised, at that, then you haven't done some steps ahead of time. So if you've handled it well all along, by the time it gets there, they're like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. I, we've talked, and uh, so they shouldn't be surprised, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go, go. We talk about have, bringing up your concerns, having that conversation. Do that before you decide to leave the church. Legit. Most people, it's reversed. Yeah. And then, you know, some of this is about communication, and, and I would say limit your communication. When it comes to gossip, like as far as how to leave, if that's a question on the table right now, avoid gossip. And that just is such a church killer. Uh, it's a killer in your life when you leave. Repent of it. Avoid it. Confront it. Like I've in- been encouraging people lately when they complain about your church to you to say, hey, ha- uh, you know, since you brought this up to me, do you mind if I talk to the church about it? Like to get their perspective. A lot of times that has a chilling effect on the dissension, the gossip being spread. But if they say no, that's data. And if they say yes, then go ask the church, hey, they said this. What's what's going on there? And and you'll usually get the other side. Uh, So some of that's just to put, uh, to throw some cold water on on gossip and to cool that down some. But uh, I'm just concerned about the impact that dissension and gossip has on all our churches around uh, the globe. But I love the, yeah, I just love the practical things you guys shared there, just how to leave well. And I, and I think I'd love to kind of land the podcast with throwing this one last section or question at you. I mean, we, let's assume someone left the church, they went through some of those steps, and maybe they did it uh, in a really good way, which we would hope they would. But, um, you know, our hope would be they find another church, they find themselves in another local body. So what advice do you guys have for someone in that situation, and how should they arrive? So they go to another church. How should they uh, engage in that church? What are some things you would love to just say, arrive well at another church? So when you get there, don't whine about your last church. And, you know, Jared, you and I have laughed about this Mm -hmm. before. I know you have thoughts there. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny. One of my thoughts is like, no church wants to be the rebound church. You know, it's like when somebody breaks up, and I've seen it, and I see people even get remarried to like, okay, they're not remarrying somebody else, they're just remarrying not their ex, you know, Mm -hmm. and you go, it's like that person just making out with their new boyfriend in front of their old, you know, like in front of their (laughs) old person dating, it's just like... Wonderful mental image, thank you for that. (laughs) Just making out with their new church. (laughs) But I think it is just some level, like... Yeah, it's, it, it's just not healthy. And so if you're just coming here because they're not your old church, man, that just doesn't sound like a kingdom reason. And you know, I, I guarantee that pastor's going, oh, okay, it's just a matter of time before we disagree with yep. you, and then now you're doing the same thing to us. And so like it, it doesn't boost our spirits to know that we are getting the problem children from another <laughs> church. I, I mean, legit. Like, and so we, we've had people... Now, sometimes you have people who have left their church for a good reason, and they're coming here, and we're so glad to be a landing place for them and bless them and fold them in. Love it, love it. But I also know that people have left here for bad reasons, and I know they go to another church, and they whine about us and complain about us. I'm like, man, if you only knew. Well, then I have to be charitable enough that when other people come here and whine about their other church, that mm, 
I wonder if they left for bad reasons. So we might just be picking up people's problem children. So I don't always rejoice at it. Again, if we're ministering to somebody who's been hurt and there's a bad church situation, they're here, I'm really, really glad for it. And I, uh, as I think about this topic, I mean, how to arrive, I really think, you know, getting into a church the right way would hopefully resolve never having to leave, right? You know, if you're yep. great at hiring, firing shouldn't be much of an issue. Now, of course, we talk about there's reasons where it happens. I get it. But, man, go in and, and vet these things out. Now, you're talking to a buddy and, you know, scope a church. You might not be able to sit down with the head pastor, but as you're going in, okay, look at the doctrine. Are they teaching from the Word? Experience it. You know, maybe sit down with a community group leader, a pastor, or somebody to be able to vet out, okay, and we talk about church discipline a lot. That really frustrates people. I'm okay doing it because it's biblical, but if you're not okay with that, dive in and find out, okay, how do they do church discipline? Sure. And, you know, if you find that on the front end, you won't be shocked in three years when it happens. And so some of that is kind of doing the legwork on the front end of kind of, kind of vetting out a church well, their doctrine, their philosophy. It sounds almost like dating. Yeah. Where, where you are dating, you're, you're investigating this young woman to figure out, like, do I want to propose marriage to her? Mm -hmm. And so, like, you, you don't just on the first date pop the cue. Right, so, so figure out what your church is like and ask some good questions and try to remove some of the surprise on the back end. And I, I really do you know, like that analogy because I think it does fit. Because like you said, man, some of you are wounded, so you might just have a, a season of healing and not be really involved. But it's unhealthy to stay there forever. I know people that, I know friends, you know, more acquaintances, but they dated for 18 years. Whoa. That's a long time. <laughs> That might need another podcast. That's yeah, amazing. I don't know how <laughs> that's not going to questions. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, almost to your point, I think you said it, and it's almost assumed, but it isn't. You know, I hope you dive into another church. At some point, dating, okay, either kind of fish or cut bait. And if you decide, okay, that everything's there that I need to be, then you need to commit. Yeah. Dive in. You know, we do Redemption 101 for new folks. If you're listening to this and you've arrived here and left for good reasons or... I mean, dive into 101, become a member, commit, get involved, get engaged. I agree. So in that get engaged, so submit, commit, submit to the leadership so that you don't become a serial bouncer. Uh, get involved, get in group life, serve, give, like make it your home. Because I, I don't like when somebody's really involved at their church, they get ticked off, they leave, they go to another church and they just drift. You got to go there. You got to drive stakes in the ground, and you got to get involved again. Would there be any uh, any final kind of how to arrive that you guys would throw out there? JW, buy the pastor gift card. I don't know. Sorry, that's like <laughs> don't do that. I'm kidding. Address I'm kidding. too. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, yeah, that's all I got. Thoughts I got. You know, in some way, I don't have a whole lot of other thoughts except just a. The warm welcome, like, granted, Redemption Chapel wants to grow not by transfer growth, but by transformation growth. So we want to see people who don't know Christ come into relationship, and that's how we want to grow our church. At the same time, I realize the reality that people do transfer between churches. And so I don't want to overplay our vision to the shame of people who are hurt elsewhere and are coming. I want them to feel welcome. I want them to feel loved. Uh, but I, some of this podcast, when you came up with this idea, Pastor Austin, I thought it was a great idea because my heart is for the capital C church, and uh, it, it has not been a good effect. 
for the churches they're leaving, for the churches they're going to, for the individual Christians, for their lives. It's been a bad thing when we just sh- reshuffle all the time and too easily. And that, that's sad to me. Mm. Well, this has been a great conversation. Hopefully, you know, if you've listened, you've heard our heart that we uh, we want you in a good, solid biblical church. If that's our church, we love you. We love having you here. If it's somewhere else, uh, you have our blessings. But we want you yeah, to absolutely. find yourself in a good church. And hopefully this gave you some practical things. If you're in a spot where you think you have some legitimate reasons to transfer, uh, hopefully you can follow some of this practical stuff uh, and do it the right way. So we hope you will join us uh, next month as we have another episode of Redemption Unscripted coming at you then. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. To catch the latest episode, be sure to subscribe and follow us. For more resources like this, visit our website at www.redemptionchapel.com slash grow. We hope you join us next time on Redemption Unscripted.